From 12 News in Phoenix, Arizona, this is Downfall. The whole city of China is going to shut down for this game. We're ready to come out and show like the state of Arizona that Hamilton still has it. Similar to what happened in Penn State, people aren't going to want to be affiliated with that negative energy that's going on there. We do believe that there is more than enough evidence. Hell on Earth, you know, would be a good way of summing it up. They're angry. Uh, they're upset that no one came forward. I don't know what I would have done different because we didn't know. I just want the Hamilton standard and name to be clear. Rally the troops. That's what this year's Hamilton team says coming out of the huddle before and after practice. The kids on the team have been fighting a battle all year, not just on the field, but off it and everywhere else too. Running back Jawar Jordan Jr. put it best when we talked to him a few weeks ago. Everyone wanted to see us on our downfall, so uh, we just had to ignore it. It's not easy to go through a school being that team, the one everyone's talking about, the team that had players arrested, accused of sexual assault, and then go play a football game like nothing's happening. Did you have to warn them at all before the season about stuff people would say? Oh, we talked about other schools in the stands, and it's like, don't get into it. Just focus and, you know, focus on the perimeter. Cameron Cox sat down with Dick Beneczewski, the new coach for Hamilton, for his first interview. Beneczewski was the JV coach and the school's assistant principal. When Coach Steve Bellis was removed from the team, Beneczewski took over. We had to move forward, and, and doing that, it has been to focus on character, to focus on respect, everyone, to focus on accept differences. Hey, last one! You're tired, we left, we're up early, let's finish! Beneczewski also inherited a team that was fractured. Players wanted out. Some transferred to other schools to get away from the scandal. The Arizona Interscholastic Association approved hardship transfers for some of them, but not all. That means they can play for their new schools without having to sit out a year. Hamilton's quarterback, Tyler Shook. I think all the people who stayed and they, they wanted to stay true to their school and their team, I think they all have the same feeling that, you know, they made the right decision that, you know, we've come a long way from, I don't think anybody would have told us how we would have been yet where we are or how we're feeling at this moment. Him stepping in to this role, I mean, he's, I don't think anybody else could have done what he, do, what he has done for this program and, you know, he deserves all the credit. This is it. Hurry up now. Hurry up. Despite all of this, Beneczewski hasn't just kept the team going, he's kept them competitive. They have a 7-3 record this season. They're on track to tie or even beat last season. Coach Steve Bellis is last as head coach. And they're in the playoffs as a five seed. They could even win an eighth state championship. The attention, how do you manage that as a head coach and keep these kids even keeled? Um, I think you're just honest with them and say, hey guys, remember, just stay focused, stay humble, stay hungry, be respectful, keep your mouth shut. You guys are critical, okay? It can't be an afterthought. If you're asking me what Hamilton means, it still means that, that we're going to come out and we're going to give you our best and, and we're going to work with, with, with students and athletes and try to give them an opportunity to be successful. I sat down with Cam to talk about the team and how they and the new coach are doing. Every time I watch this team play, I just try and put myself in, in some of these kids that have remained and, you know, because they had nothing to do with it. I mean, these kids are just kind of a, um, you know, are, are what's are what's left of a tragic situation, if you kind of want to say that at some point. And it's their responsibility to move this program forward and to make sure that, you know, they don't fall into any of that. And to to do that, 
They have to block out all the attention. They have to not watch the news. They have to figure out a way not to, you know, read things on Twitter. I, c I can only imagine in today's time what people say to these kids on Twitter sometimes. I mean, you read some stuff that adults say to recruits, <laughs> you know, when they decommit from school or, 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 you know, I mean, who knows, you know, you know how kids are these days. They're mean to one another at times. And well, so what about on the field? I mean, yeah, I mean, trash talking on the field. Oh, Is there any of that going back and forth? I haven't heard of anything personally, but I can only imagine. I know Coach Bano, um, Dick Benicheski, the, the new head coach, had to warn them. They had to talk before the game. Hey, we know opposing fans are going to say something. We know opposing kids when we walk out on the field are going to say something. We know the you know other players might say something about it on the field. Um, in the heat of the moment, I mean, I, when I played football, I mean, you know, there were opponents sometimes that knew who I was dating at the time. They knew my brother's name. They knew my mama's name. I mean, the, to just get to you and that mm -hmm. we were and anything to follow your us. head yeah, and make you mess up. And so, you know, I just I think about those kids all the time that are that are left with that program and just you know how would I handle myself in that situation? And I I don't know. And you just what this team has been able to do is is really incredible, and how they and how Coach Bano has been able to get all these kids who remain to buy in and stay committed. Um, it speaks to the character of the, the players that are left. It speaks to how disciplined they are. It speaks to how much they respect Coach Bano. It speaks to Coach Bano personally. I think he's the coach of the year in all of the state of Arizona. Um, just from day one, um, it's it's crazy. Will he lives about a mile and a half from the school. I remember the first time I met him, he goes, this is my home. This is where my kids have gone. This is where I live. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's like a five minute walk from his living room to his office chair. Um, and, it, you know, I asked coach, why would you take on this massive responsibility and be, you know, following a guy who's been here for so long? And he said, this is what you do for family. And this program is truly a family. The volunteer assistant coaches that have stayed and remained to help him out um, you know the, the coaches that keep coming back every day I mean it, it, it's 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 truthfully a family atmosphere there will and and these kids and this and from coach to assistant coach to the program to the community um, you know that they're buying into these guys they support these guys and they are moving forward and they're doing it by being great character by being disciplined and uh, by making sure that good things go on at Hamilton High School. And as, as someone from the outside, you, you kind of just love to see that. Well, those are huge shoes for him to fill. Oh, I yeah. mean, especially as a JV coach. And, and he knew Coach Bella's person. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, you know, you, you, you know the guy. So it's, it's, that's the tough part. Um, I, I would assume for, for anybody in any situation, you know, regardless of, of what happened. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not easy. Especially, in, and the players who remain, you know, you, you grow up knowing Hamilton football you grew up knowing the expectations you grew up knowing all that it's I mean Will it's a crazy amount of pressure you're putting on these kids that they had to here's what here's what I love Hamilton set the bar up so high that it took other schools 10 years just to catch up now other schools have caught up so when Hamilton doesn't go undefeated and win a state title you're like did they have a down year no, it just took everybody that long to catch up. The seven three is not a terrible record. No, it's not a terrible record <laughs> at all, especially in, in the district. I mean, excuse me, in the division uh, in the region uh, district. I'm, there goes my Texas. We call them <laughs> districts in Texas. Uh, in the region that they play in here, I mean, it's one of the toughest regions in the state, and so it's not the toughest. And um, yeah, I mean, everybody just had to catch up to Hamilton football. So the expectations there are so high. They know this. There, not that Coach Bano has come in and just totally said, "Hey, we're not doing." Every you know, like it used to be. No, 
just emphasizing a little more detail, a little more character, a little more love, a little more relationship with the players, um, making sure everything is locked up, P's and Q's, I's and T's dotted and crossed. Um, and in a situation like that, you, you, you kind of have to. And then you emphasize the good. You emphasize the good when somebody does good and show these kids that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that that you know you your legacy now starts now what you do moving forward uh, with this Hamilton team same thing with next year with next year's Hamilton team that's how you define your legacy at Hamilton High School but now they're going to the playoffs yeah. as a five seed yep that's pretty dang high I mean could they could they win all the way I mean I, if they would have beat Chandler their last game will that they, they might have been a two three maybe could have competed I mean you, you never know with that I, I I don't understand the math the AIA uses at times uh, I've always said keep it simple the top two teams in, in every region go I, I don't think Hamilton would be in if that's the case but um, they are going to the playoffs uh, yes the five seed is is very high um, and yeah they, anything can happen they got the talent they got a they got a, a solid defense who can who can play. Uh, they got one of the best quarterbacks in the state. They got one of the best running backs in the state. They got some weapons on the outside. So, yeah, they have they have good. They have just and here's what what these players should be most proud about. Um, the expectation in Hamilton is to win. Well, they have just as good as chance in my mind as any other team in 6A to win a state title. So you spent pretty much a day with them. I did. What did you come away thinking about? where they're going, how they're doing? I came away with thinking everything's fine. I think I came away with thinking that these kids and uh, and this community and is, is healing. is and, and, and they have found a way to emphasize character and discipline in the program. And they have found a way to build stronger relationships with these players. They have found a way to um, continue to grow as young men. Um, and, and, and this community is 100% behind them. They have, in my mind, the right coach in place to do that. As a former football player, I love seeing how programs work. I love seeing how coaches talk to players, like the inside stuff. It doesn't necessarily have to be X's and O's. I just love seeing how people interact with people on the sidelines, the communication. Uh, sometimes I even enjoy that more in the game because I, you know, I just love seeing how people interact with people. And, and I just kind of sat back for a while and watched coach interact with his players and watched the players interact with one another. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's truly amazing how, how tightly knit they are. One thing that I, I noticed back in the spring, and, and, and Tyler Shook, the quarterback, was the one who told me this, that uh, they are, he, he, you know, he's a senior now. He feels that they are closer now than this program has ever been. They know guys from the freshman to the middle school. I mean, they know them by their first name. They've met with them. They've all hung out. They've, they've done a really good job of, of making sure this program is a tight-knit program. And, 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 you know, a lot of programs say that across the state. And I haven't been to all the programs, so I can't speak for everybody. And I would assume a lot of programs try to, hey, you got to be close with everybody in, your, in the building, right? Um, but here is an example of one that I can see firsthand that they meet, that they know everybody, and uh, and, and then in practice, you know, the, the, they don't talk about anything in the past. I mean, past-wise, as far as the tradition and the expectation of Hamilton, yes. Um, but as far as everything that's gone on, they don't. They're this group has moved on from from that in a standpoint of that they have to. I mean, that these kids have to because this is right now is how these kids are going to be defined at Hamilton High School. Not about what happened in the past or anything like that. What is going on right now and the daily job of these kids to go to school, to be students, to be members of their community, to how they um, perform on the field is, is how they're going to be defined moving forward. 
Nine months is a long time. A lot can change in nine months, but in a lot of respects, not much has. Full name and date of birth. Nathaniel William Thomas. Nathaniel Thomas's case has kept on going, quietly. He's set for trial on December 7th, but there's also a settlement conference set for a week later. Sometimes court cases can drag on for a while. Everyone goes through the motions, and it's like a big game of chicken. Someone eventually blinks when it gets right down to trial. Either the prosecution doesn't want the case, or the defense doesn't really think they can win it. There's no telling with Nathaniel's case, though. He said he didn't do anything since day one. And there's another twist. Ken Countryman, Nathaniel's lawyer, the one who told all of us that Nathaniel was innocent? Absolutely not. He did not. Uh, violate anybody's rectum. He did not grab anybody in the genital area. He wanted off the case back in October. He told the judge he had irreconcilable differences with Nathaniel's mom and couldn't continue to be his lawyer. As near as we can tell, though, he still is, and the trial's moving forward for now. The Chandler Police Department has forwarded the case on. They've recommended charges. The police report says players saw coaches walk in on the sexual assault at least once. And we know that parents have tried to get to the bottom of the scandal since last year. We know an unidentified woman called in the initial complaint. And according to the police report, school staff deleted the message and ignored it. There are emails from other parents, players who have quit the team, changed schools because of it. Those parents claim the administration was more concerned about them leaving the school than finding out what had happened to them. There are now six victims who have come forward. All of them are suing for different amounts, up to $10 million. Former coach Steve Bellis is still assigned to other duties in the district. So are Ken James and Sean Rustad. All three are still employed by the Chandler School District, and no charges have been filed. The Maricopa County Attorney's Office has been sitting on their case for nearly six months without charges. County Attorney Bill Montgomery says he wants more witnesses, more victims, more information. And he suggested the Hamilton parents are hindering the case by not coming forward and not letting the cops talk to the kids. I get a text from my parents saying that we're all of the news for rape, sexual assault, and kidnapping, and I was just shocked. It's been nine months since I talked to Lattimore Hervey on that first day. He's now halfway through his first year of college. He's a freshman linebacker at Scottsdale Community College, the Fighting Artichokes. Yes, that's the real mascot. It's a long story. I never would have guessed that nine months later we'd still be talking about this case and that next to nothing would have been done about it. Imagine being one of those six victims, watching this unfold, maybe listening to this podcast. You've left school, you're getting counseling, your friends know what happened, your parents know, your lawyer knows. And for nine months you've listened as other lawyers, other parents all said your story didn't happen, that you made it up. Maybe you just embellished it if something did happen, that it wasn't that bad. And you've heard the county attorney say even after you came forward and relived it all, he doesn't have enough. Everyone wanted to see us on our downfall, so... We called this podcast Downfall for a reason, and what Jawar Jordan said wasn't it. It didn't just refer to Coach Bellis or the once-proud Hamilton Huskies or Nathaniel Thomas or Sean Rustad or Ken James. We called it Downfall because of all of it, even the victims and the kids who had nothing to do with it. It's been the downfall of a lot of things and a lot of people, and it'll be a lot harder to climb back from it. Rally troops on three, one, two, three. Rally troops! 
Thank you to everyone who's been listening to Downfall since the beginning. This is the last scheduled weekly episode, but it won't be the last episode. We'll be releasing new episodes and new updates when there are new developments in the case. So stay subscribed and you'll be notified about new ones. In the meantime, we'll keep investigating and posting stories online at 12news.com downfall. Downfall is produced by 12 News and me, William Pitts. Special thanks to Cameron Cox and the entire 12 News I-Team.